Sunday. It's C. Welcome to episode 12. Hello everyone and happy October. We're officially into a new month. Thank you so much for joining me today. October begins the openness series. Last month for September, we had the self series and October is all about being open. Being open to change, being open to the perspective and point of views of others, being open to life's challenges, and being open to wonder. I love October. It's the beginning of my favorite time of year, bringing on everything fall. Welcome to the Openness Series officially. So this month we're going to be talking about those four different subjects I mentioned before, change, the perspective of others, life's challenges, and wonder, and why we should be open to all of those things. In September, we focused on being selfish and this idea that we have to be okay to keep what belongs to us. When we talk about being open this month, we're talking about how to be okay with welcoming external forces and circumstances into your life, or letting go of certain external forces and circumstances from your life. As with every episode, I welcome you to take notes as you see fit. If you have any questions or you're looking for support with a particular situation, feel welcome to email me at fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. I'm here for you. The word of the month is openness. And the mantra of the month is, I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. Remember, the mantra of the week will remain the same for all of September, all of October, November, and December. This mantra, I will realign my soul by redefining my goals, was the launching inspirational quote for this four-month mini-series. I really wanted to emphasize the fact that we have the ability to realign our entire soul, to find new balance, just by redefining we think about certain subjects, by creating goals that are focused on redefining the way that we understand ideas of selfishness, openness, nurturing, and devotion. These four ideas are the subjects of our mini-series that lead us to the end of the year. September is the self-series, October is the openness series, November is the nurture series, and December is the devotion series. One subject each month, and each Sunday, we explore the subject from a different perspective. Welcome to episode 12. We're focusing on being open to change. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode 12, and this is Tell Me Something Good. So this week's What's Wonderful moment that I'd like to share is that I had a killer weekend with my girl gang. Uh, my girl gang is comprised of myself and my two best friends. And I just have to say that once you find your crew, you keep them. You stay loyal to them, you stay true to them, and you always try to keep your hearts focused in the same place. Friendship is one of the greatest gifts that we're blessed with as humans, and it can be hard to find your crew. It can be hard to find your people, but don't give up. I feel like I waited 22 years to meet really, really, really good best friends. 
And that's not to say that I didn't have wonderful childhood friends growing up. That's not to say that I didn't have other people that I would call my best friends in my life prior to meeting these two women. But I do believe that we have an opportunity in our life to meet so many different kinds of friends and have so many different kinds of best friends. And I just want to make a case for the fact that sometimes we wait a longer amount of time to meet the people in our lives that are truly going to be there forever because we're meeting them as adults. And when you're 14, the things that you need from a best friend are going to be different from the things that you need from a best friend when you're 30 or 45 or 24. And it's wonderful to be open to that. So cheers to my girl gang. You two ladies inspire me, motivate me, and really, really push me to be the woman that I want to always focus on becoming. Today's toast goes to any writer out there listening today. Writers know that we don't write because we want to. We write because our spirit tells us we have to. And whether you're working on new work, returning to old work, an unfinished project, a half-thought-through manuscript, an undone scene, it's all a part of the beautiful process, isn't it? I hope that you keep carving out time to do what you love, understanding that your work could change someone's life forever. Cheers to those who inspire us to keep doing what we're doing. I'd love to share a quote today from one of my favorite authors, one of my favorite writers, Zora Neale Hurston, and I'd love to read a quote from her book, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the same horizon, never out of sight, never landing until the watcher turns his eyes away in resignation, his dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now, women forget all those things they don't want to remember, and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. Zora Neale Hurston's book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, was a book that changed my brain and changed my heart and changed the way that I thought about the power of literature. And I was so grateful for that book and those pages to land in my lap and on my desk when I was in high school. And I just really want to take a moment to acknowledge the writers out there right now that are trying to finish their first book or their first manuscript or have decidedly discovered that they are a poet and are currently putting together a collection of poems for an upcoming reading or an upcoming submission deadline. Writers are extraordinary people and they have the power to change our lives. Cheers. Welcome back to Sundays with C. This is episode 12. The word of the month is openness. And the mantra of the month is, I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. If this is the first episode that you're joining, I just want to offer a little organizational note, if you will. 
prior to beginning this September, October, November, December mini-series, in previous episodes, we had a word of the week and a mantra of the week. And now it's changed to a word of the month and a mantra of the month in order to allow us to spend more time on exploring different perspectives within a single idea. So if you hear me sometimes say or reference a word of the week or a mantra of the week, I am using that phrase, those phrases interchangeably with word of the month and mantra of the month right now because these are the word and mantra of the month but technically, because we meet on a weekly basis, they're also the word of the week and the mantra of the week. So just keep that in mind. I certainly wouldn't want anybody to get lost in the format of our segments. So let's talk about openness and what it means when we're talking about openness within the confines of how we're exploring this work together today. I define openness as your receptiveness or your accessibility as it relates to many situations, especially situations of change, being open to change, yeah? When we discuss the importance or significance of being open, I have to highlight that making the decision to live a life with less restriction allows you to have an unobstructed energy. And when your energy is less obstructed, you're more receptive to major scenarios that life presents that could bring you peace of mind, new insight, and growth. This is something we should embrace. This is something that we should want. But often when it's presented to us as change, we may find ourselves feeling resistant, feeling unsure, maybe even feeling afraid. Those are all real feelings that I want you to acknowledge. Being open to change is hard. But there's so much waiting for you on the other side. My name is Camille Simone, and I write a personal lifestyle blog called From the Desk of Sea. My life deserves to be a place where I can live happily in love with myself. Your life deserves to be a place where you can live happily in love with yourself. I want to share every page of my story here with you while I continue my journey through my 20-somethings as a mostly rational, highly emotional, and passionately intellectual young woman. Want more C? Visit the personal lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode 12, and this is Thinking Out Loud. Why is this an important lesson for all of us? Why is this idea of being open to change something worth thinking about? Redefining your goals that are related to being open to change could impact your life immediately. Depending on the change, it could impact your life tomorrow. I understand that not everybody naturally feels open to change, and that's reasonable. However, change is the only thing that's constant in this life. So we owe it to ourselves to be ready to recognize that and accept that, and then act accordingly. Being open to change could present you with an opportunity to begin anew, to start all over, a new chapter that you never saw coming. Isn't that worth it? I personally certainly think that it could be. 
Ignoring change or the potential of change can result in things being ripped away from you, i.e. by choosing to ignore the writing on the wall. Openness to change, for me, means saying yes to possibilities. Openness to change, for me, also means saying yes to the universe. I recognize that some people may not understand innately within themselves what that means, but trust your gut when I say those things. When we're open to change, we are saying yes to possibilities because we're not discounting any option immediately. Even though a change that we're faced with could present as scary, the things waiting on the other side of us saying yes could be possibilities that were never available before. When I talk about openness to change relating to this idea of saying yes to the universe, that's an extension of the previous thought. Being open to change means saying yes to possibilities, and those said possibilities can create a whole world around us that we only get to see by saying yes to a larger universe. I'll use an example. I feel like it took me, from the time that I graduated undergrad, which was in 2011, all of 2012, 13, 14, 15, and now almost 16, to say yes to a huge possibility in my life. It took me five years to say yes to some possibilities that right now are already changing my life. And because I've said yes to these host of possibilities, I'm saying yes to a universe that I didn't know I could live in. This particular situation that I'm speaking of is actually in direct relation to my professional goals and my goals as a person that would love to have a career in inspiring and making change. In the last few months, in starting this podcast, in figuring out where I'm headed next, and just saying to myself, no, Camille, I'm going to say yes to this. Even though it makes me nervous, even though it makes me scared, even though I don't have all the answers. Just by saying yes to the possibility of A, B, C, and D, I find myself waking up every morning to a whole new world. And, and I'm not citing <laughs> the Disney reference of a whole new world. Although it does feel that wondrous. I just mean that when we say yes to this handful of things that we've never said yes to before, you can wake up the next day and find yourself looking at your life from a completely different angle. Things that were not priorities before become new priorities now. Things that were scary before become an enticing challenge. Things that were confusing before all of a sudden have offered you enlightenment. That's the power of saying yes to change. So let's talk about how. The how. For this week, when we talk about how to get this done, 
I really want to highlight um, a smaller practice that you can employ and then a bigger practice that you can employ in order to kind of approach this scenario from whichever avenue feels most appropriate. So we're both going to work together on figuring out how to do that. I'm going to give you the means and you're going to find a way. So the smaller practice that you can easily employ starting today is just saying yes before you say no. Now, I will make a case for the fact that you may hear me say in an episode that the power of saying no can be freeing and motivating and encouraging and empowering. But that's with regard to a whole other set of interpersonal relationships and interpersonal interactions. Yes, there is power in saying no, but that's for a different time and a different place and a different lesson. Today we're talking about the power of saying yes before we say no, and here's why. Sometimes in life we're going to be presented with opportunities that because we don't know right in the moment how we'll get it done, how much it will cost, how much time we will have to invest, and who our stakeholders are, it just seems so much easier to just say no because we don't have all the answers we need right in that moment to make an educated guess about what should happen next. So we say no, because it's safe, because it's easy. But what I'm encouraging you to do that's a small practice that could change your life today, right now, is just saying yes. Just say yes. I have a short example. When I was accepted to attend Northwestern University, and I showed up during New Student Week, and I was handed the packet full of information for my classes for the first week of school. The wrong major was written at the top of my paperwork. I had applied to be in the School of Communication and was accepted, but I had picked the specification or the specialization of being interested in performance studies. And as I read this packet, while I was standing by the rock, it clearly said communication studies. And I thought, oh, okay, somebody accidentally put the wrong label on my new student week packet. So I'll just go right up to the comm building and talk to my academic advisor and make sure that this all makes sense and it works out. And when I approached my comm advisor, he had apologized for the mistake said that I was just misfiled and that I would easily be able to attend the regular classes that I had been scheduled to attend within the performance studies program during the second week of school. But for the first week they asked that I just attend the communication studies classes. And this was an opportunity for me to say yes before I said no. And I mean this metaphorically. I don't mean that I <laughs> would have actually said, no, I'm not going to do that. But I mean that I could have walked into all those classes that week with imaginary headphones in my ears and imaginary blinders covering my face and not paid attention to the information that was being given in these courses. And I'm so glad I said yes instead of saying no because I walked into that classroom and every classroom within this communication studies program with an open mind. And because of it, I finished my first week at Northwestern University 
realizing that I had picked a specialization that was not the specialization that I should have been in. I had decided that I was offered the opportunity by the universe to attend these communication studies classes because that's where I was supposed to be. Now I'm sure I would have had an enlightening and wonderful experience being a performance study student within the School of Communication, but what I discovered in my four years of being a communication studies student within the School of Communication was work that was going to change my life. And I never would have stumbled upon it if I hadn't been open to just sitting in the room, soaking up all of the information embraced in this experience, and saying, yeah, there might be a reason why I'm sitting in these classes. There may have been a reason as to why I was accidentally filed in the wrong program. And I'm going to say that there's a purposeful reason here for me to explore and take a closer look at. I went right back to my academic advisor after the first week of school and said, keep me here. Keep me here. I want to see where this goes. And I'm so grateful that I said yes before I said no. Even though I didn't know where I was going to end up, even though I didn't have so much time to think about what the trajectory of a career and a profession with that sort of academic experience could lead me, it felt right. So I went with my intuition and I said yes. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made for myself as a young academic. Moving on to the bigger how, the bigger practice that we can employ in order to get this done, in order to learn how to be open to change. We've got to be willing to take the time to survey any situation in our life that's presenting us with a change and really analyze its potential benefits. This is going to bring us to our challenge of the week. So before moving on, I just want to recap and say that I've given you a big practice that you can employ and a smaller practice that you can employ. Both are important. Both have value. But based on the particular change that you are trying to influence and address, you've got to pick which how or which how am I going to get this done is going to best suit that scenario. The small practice of saying yes before we say no can treat everyday situations. But this larger practice that I've just highlighted, being willing to take the time to survey and analyze a situation in your life that's presenting you with change, is going to be the practice that you can do that's going to take a little bit more time for a change that maybe is causing you a greater sense of uncertainty or anxiety or stress. It's for a change that you think about having to unpack because you get a sense that it might be ingrained a little deeper. Let's talk about that. Welcome back to episode 12. And we're continuing our Thinking Out Loud segment by getting into our Thinking Out Loud challenge of the week. I hope in that little break you had an opportunity to grab something to write with. It's certainly going to be an episode segment worth jotting a few notes down, especially because the challenge of the week that I cited just, just a moment ago in this episode is going to take some thought and some time to create a plan for. As I said earlier, openness to change is all about saying yes to opportunities. 
saying yes to possibilities. Understanding that the reason that we have to be open to change is because by rejecting change, we could forfeit something greater down the line. I never wish that anyone has to experience learning lessons by getting things taken away from them. But earlier when I cited this idea of, you know, not reading writing on the wall, choosing to ignore writing on the wall could be the thing that causes you to forfeit something greater in your life because you rejected change in the moment. I believe we only get to have things in this life that are truly meant for us. So it makes sense that when change sets in, we don't try to keep things that the universe is fighting to keep from us. You know, I I often would attach this example to a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic one, that is just no good for you. And you see the signs written all over the wall in bold red paint. And you ignore them. And, and the reasons that you ignore them are totally human, right? You want this friendship. You want this relationship. You're hoping to save it. You think people can change. You think you can change. And you just hold on for dear life and ignore the writing on the wall. And when we think back to some of those moments where we held on to a friend or a lover that wasn't ours to keep, I'm sure a lot of us remember the moment where that relationship, whether romantic or platonic, ended in a way we didn't want to because we held on to it past its shelf life. No friend, no lover, no career, no job, no scholarship, no one thing that doesn't belong to you should you hope to keep. It's wonderful to be hopeful, but we shouldn't hope to keep it in exchange for being realistic about the situation in our life at that time. As heartbreaking as that sounds, it's very true. Please hear that truth. Moving on to the challenge of the week. It's a writing exercise. These are some of my favorite. I'm going to invite you now to get whatever writing utensils you're working with, whether you've been keeping a journal during this season, whether you love to just scratch things down on on an array of post-its, whether you um, just want to work on some scratch paper that you can later fold up and put wherever you want to put it to reference for later. Whatever works for you is totally cool. But I definitely recommend writing through this one because there's a visual impact that could be very influential. So today's challenge of the week is a writing exercise. Today, I'm going to ask you to think about a change you've been presented with in your life right now. And I encourage you to pick one that's causing you a particular amount of stress or giving you anxiety. Understanding that the bigger your investment, the greater your reward. So aim high, even if it hurts. The first thing that you're going to do is write the name of the change being presented to you in this life right now in the center of the page and draw a big box around it. It could be a box, it could be a circle, it could be a triangle, whatever you want, whatever feels great energetically right now. And within this shape, but I'm going to keep calling it a box, go ahead and include any details of this change here 
that may apply to the situation that you want to keep in mind. For example, whether or not this change is attached to a buy when. So an example for a young student might be that you've got to apply to your particular set of colleges by a certain date, and that's presenting a change in your life that you have to address. So set the buy when for when you've got to be able to figure this out by. Maybe it's an early decision deadline, maybe it's a regular decision deadline. Use, use the examples that you see fit. Maybe this buy when is based on if you're working in, in the avenue of um, being a professional or a young professional out in the world, um, when you've got to decide when you want a promotion by or when you've got to decide what your priorities are going to be with relation to a new work opportunity or a new project. Put the details here that you know that you want to keep in mind that impact when this change needs to take effect. So you've got one box or one circle or one triangle in the middle of this page and you're just writing the title of this change directly in the middle of this paper within the shape. The second thing you're going to do, add some additional shapes around this shape that you want to include as items that directly relate to this change. You can choose all circles or all boxes, the shape doesn't matter, but kind of just put them around this center focal point. I'm going to challenge you to have at least three boxes that relate to this one in the center. If you find other boxes that are applicable to you, please add them in. But here are the three I challenge you to include. A stakeholders box, so people in your life that are stakeholders in relation to this change. You are obviously first and foremost, but there might be other people that you have to consider here. It might be um, a spouse or a partner, boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a particular friend or a mentor. It could be your children. Who are the stakeholders? Write them out very specifically here in this box. Another box that I definitely encourage you to include would be a benefits of saying yes box. And again, this ties back to this idea of being open to change means being, being able to say yes to possibility. So we need to create a benefits box. What are the benefits of me saying yes here? I hope that you can find a few. If you find many, even better, because that means that you're really leaning into this idea of embracing change, even if it scares you. The last box I really want you to try to include is a what do I have to lose box. Some might choose to call this a what will this cost me box. And yes, we are doing a cost benefit analysis here or a pros and cons list here, but we're just looking at it from a, a little bit of a different perspective. So if there are other boxes you want to add, go for it. But I'm calling this box my what do I have to lose or what will this cost me. All right, so once you've got your boxes kind of arranged around that centered focal point, feel free to fill them in as you see fit. And I encourage you to get a little creative here as I always do. Maybe put a star beside the more important items. Use red to highlight what feels most scary, maybe. This will give you an opportunity to find a way to really turn this piece of paper into a bit of a key or a truthful reflection of what you're up against here. Spend some time fleshing that out. Take your time here. I would say that you want 
three or four items in each box that you've created, at least. When you're ready to move on, find yourself on the back side of this piece of paper or a fresh part of this piece of paper where you have plenty of room to write and brainstorm. Here's your prompt. What about being open to this change scares me? What am I afraid of? That's two questions, but it's the same prompt. Feel welcome to explore it as you see fit. Give yourself, I'd say, five minutes with this prompt. I encourage you to write truthfully, as no one will see this but you. And once you've finished writing, pause here and return to this sheet tomorrow or the day after. But I want you to put some distance between finishing your front sheet with all of your shapes and answers and then finishing your prompt to return to do a little assessing. When you return to this sheet, whether it's tomorrow or two days from now or a few days from now, I want you to pick a different color to go back and do some more writing with. So if you did all of your writing in black, um, find a contrasting color that will allow some emphasis. Because what I'm going to encourage you to do is circle the words from your writing prompt, but also any of the items from that front sheet with the shapes on it that feel even more important that day. This is about being your own filter. It's something I love to do when I've got thinking, a lot of thinking to do surrounding a big decision or something like a change or an obstacle I've been presented with. Because when we first approach this exercise, you're kind of just putting out all of the things that come to your mind at first. But when you have an opportunity to return to what you've said or what you've thought about, you've had some time to process the information, even if you've only been doing it subconsciously. And you might return to it. And that stakeholder that you put as number four has now jumped up to the most important person on your list after yourself. Or you find that when you answer that question of what scares you, the thing that you said in the middle of the conversation with yourself is actually the thing that you've decided now is the least important. Or that thing that you said last bumps up to the top of your list is the thing that's most important. Or that little note that you made that was a bullet point now is something that you're ready to really delve in and talk about comprehensively. So go back in with that color and let's make it a color that you um, feel empowered or energized by. Orange is always an energizing color for me, so I might take an orange colored pencil and go in and circle those keywords or those buzzwords or those, or those key stakeholders or those benefits to saying yes box items that all of a sudden today feel more important than yesterday. Make your own filter. And repeat this process for any change that you'd like to analyze and unpack. And use the information you write here to offer you solutions. For example, I love this stakeholders box because if I was the number one stakeholder on this list, and let's say my mother was the fourth person that I thought of for whatever reason, if I went back with this orange colored pencil and decided, you know what, my mom actually needs to move up on this list. She's not the fourth person that I need to consider in this scenario. She's the second. She might even be interchangeable with me for whatever reason. If that's the case, I might take this information and take note of the fact that I went back and emphasized her later on after I had some time to think about this more. And I might decide that the action that I'm going to attach to this information here is that I need to have a conversation with my mother. 
about this particular change. So once you've had an opportunity to go back and revisit the things that are most important to you after you've had some space to think, find an action to attach to those buzzwords that you've highlighted or those people that you've gone back and emphasized in that new fresh color. What is an action you can associate with that person or that benefit or that what do you have to lose item? Use this as an opportunity to guide you toward your solutions for how to be open to this change. Now this is a lot of information and I'm entirely aware of that. I like to take my time and really stretch out our conversation slowly while I talk about writing exercises because I know that everybody is trying to take in the information and, and write down the instructions appropriately and some people might even be trying to do this as I'm talking while others are trying to just get a clear sense of the instructions and hear the examples. Whatever works for you is wonderful. Just understand that at any given point in time, you should return to this explanation of this week's writing exercise whenever you need to in order to grab that extra piece of information that you might have missed the first time. So please feel welcome to return to this particular part of the segment as you do this exercise. Please don't assume that you've gotten all the pieces just by hearing it one time. There's value in slowing down and taking your time. That's why these episodes will always be available for you because you, you may not even be ready to do this exercise right now. But it may become relevant later. But if you are ready to do this exercise and it is relevant in your life, listen to this entire episode and maybe return to just this particular part of it when you're ready to do the prompt and the front exercise with the diagrams. There's beauty to slowing down, my love. There's beauty to taking your time. When being open to change, we have to think about it like that. Change does not always happen overnight. But when we make change, we can see the benefits immediately. That's the challenge of the week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sundays with C. Make listening to this podcast easy. Subscribe on YouTube and share it with a friend who could use some of the magic we're talking about. We're a podcast dedicated to focusing on your self-empowerment, your self-success, and your self-transformation, one Sunday at a time. Visit C's Lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com and send your questions, episode topic requests, and comments to fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. Sundays with C is written and produced by personal life consultant Camille Edwards. If you're staying here with us for this week's Seconds of Serenity, please settle into silence and welcome stillness. If this is where our paths part ways, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Same time, same place, same sea. Today, I will set out to redefine the way I understand being open to change. Today, I will set out to take inventory of the changes in my life that are presenting me with anxiety, presenting me with stress. 
Today, I will set out to devise a solution to a particular change that is presenting me with a great challenge in my life. Today, I will find truth in this idea that being open to change means saying yes to possibilities. Today, I will find truth in the idea that being open to change means saying yes to the universe. Today, I will tell myself that I believe I only deserve what belongs to me in this life. Today, and each day, I will challenge myself to be the creator of the potential solutions to the changes that need to be made in my life. Today, and each day, I will challenge myself to be the filter on what's most important for me to address in my own life. Today, and each day, I will embrace the opportunity to say yes to the universe. Today, I will empower myself to speak truths in the face of uncertainty. Today, I will empower myself to influence my life by being open to change. Namaste.